on Wednesday, down on the midway at Calgary Stampede, somebody noticed, lo and behold, there's a huge swarm of bees in one of the trees. Now, fortunately, there just happened to be, as part of the agricultural setup and exhibits uh, at Stampede, a group of um, beekeepers from the Calgary Beekeepers Association who were more than happy to jump in and handle the situation with the bees, which they did. No problem at all. Meanwhile, up in Edmonton last week, there was a situation where all of a sudden somebody noticed there's a huge swarm of thousands and thousands and thousands of bees on an LRT signal, just swarming this LRT signal light. And once again, a beekeeper had to be called in to try and deal with this situation. That beekeeper is Daryl Sopel. And he joins us now, uh, Daryl, with the Edmonton Beekeepers District Beekeepers Association. Daryl, thanks for your time. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, no problem. Good to be here. So, first of all, give us an update. Are the bees still there? I mean, you guys managed to clean these up usually pretty quickly, right? Uh, usually pretty quickly. Uh, when they uh, they were there uh, 24 hours, so they managed to get uh, their pheromone built up on the sign. So, it took a little more coaxing to get them off. Um, but we got them all off. Why does this happen? Let's start there, because like I say, I mean, we had the situation in Calgary, we've got the situation in Edmonton, and we've all seen stories from all around the world where occasionally a swarm of bees ends up in a place they shouldn't be. Uh, Well, so the swarm is a natural uh, way that they reproduce. Uh, When the hive or the space that the bees are in uh, is full, full of honey, nectar, pollen, and bees, uh, what ends up happening is the workers put out a pheromone, and that uh, signals the queen to start laying queen eggs. Uh, after that, the workers put the queen on a diet so she's able to fly. And then uh, a few days before the the new queens start to hatch, uh, the queen takes off with 60 to 80% of the workers, and they go to find a new home. And okay. that leaves uh, the new queen with everything that she needs to be uh, uh, successful in building up the hive for winter. And then that will continue until uh, the flow stops or the flowers, uh, nectar flow stops. Gotcha. Okay, so it's a completely natural process. All beehives do this. Every beehive will do that. Um, it's controlled by beekeepers. So if um, it's in actually in a physically in a hive, then there's there's methods that you can use that you can uh, curb that uh, curb that instinct where you give them more space. Um, you you take in control of uh, what what their food is, or if they're, they're near a food source, you just make sure that they have plenty of comb to fill with honey. Gotcha. Okay. Um, In a situation like this, are the bees dangerous? I mean, I think that's obviously the reaction that a lot of people have. Oh, no, it's a huge storm of bees. We're in trouble. Are are we? uh, You're you're very unlikely to get stung by a swarm. Uh, They're primarily looking for a new location, and they're primarily protecting their queen and to stay together. Um, like we like to think we're the center of the universe, yeah. but bees bees don't really care anything about us. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't bother them, they're not going to bother you, right? They're not going to bother you at all. Yeah. Um, how do you ha- when you get that call? Wh- what's the strategy? How do you go about you know rescuing these bees? Uh, for the most part, they land on trees or some sort of shrubbery, and it's easy to uh, get them. You take you cut off that one branch, the one that has the pheromone on it. You get them into a nuke box or a hive box, and then you just take them away. It's fairly simple for the most part. When they're on the object and that object gets a, a buildup of the pheromone, it's a little more difficult to coax them off. So you have to get some of them into the, the box and then uh, persuade them into the box by using some lemongrass or some uh, thymol. It's just natural smells that uh, sort of imitate the, the swarm pheromone. 
Gotcha. Okay. Now, when we when we see situations like this, uh, we last time we had a beekeeper on, we were talking about how bees were in trouble, and we've heard that story before for a long time. What's the situation? Have things gotten any better? I know the heat last year and the drought last year was awful. Uh, and the wasps. The wasps are a predatory insect, so uh, there is, in addition to all the the rural mites and everything else that's uh, troubling the bees uh, for number of years, though the buildup of wasps, because they're a predator, they'll actually go in and uh, take out the beehive if, if there's enough of them. Huh. When you go out to deal with the wasp or a beehive, bee swarm like this, um, do you suit up? Do you have the whole suit on or do you just go and handle it? Uh, so you, you go up to the hive or I personally, I'll go up to a hive and I'll just see if they're, how the temperament is. Uh, for almost every new swarm, it's a very quick, you, you don't have to put a suit on, you just clip off the, the branch, get them in the box, and they're they're calm and happy in the, in a new home. Um, it's when they get agitated. I mean, I've uh, I've been called out to a playground where the, the bees were on a swing set, and the kids decided it'd be fun and entertaining to throw things at them. So they, they became agitated at that point, and then uh, I fully had to suit up because they, they weren't happy because they were being attacked. Well, fair enough. Well, why wouldn't they? Um how often do you get called out to deal with swarms like this? Uh, so generally just in the swarm season, and it varies from year to year. Um, this year, this is only my third swarm call. Um, but I've had years where I was getting swarm calls at uh, 15, 16 a day for the, the what? swarm season. So it really depends on the year. What's the biggest swarm you ever had to deal with? Um, I've had a swarm where I was. Uh, it filled two of my bee boxes. So it was... It, it would have been well over thirty, forty thousand bees because it was. It just filled the boxes right up. Holy cow! Have you ever seen the show called Bees Are? I have not. You got to watch it. <laughs> it's the He's a guy who does exactly what you do, so it's probably not all that exciting to you. But for a guy like me, it's kind of neat to watch. But it's amazing work you guys do. It really is remarkable. Yeah, the, the, there's so much more things that we're finding out. Even like in in the last uh, half dozen years, I've seen. Uh, uh, research done where uh, we know that bees will do the waggle dance and indicate where flowers are. Uh, they did research where the, the swarms will do the same sort of dancing, but the scouts that go out, they actually have to um, synchronize. So they'll it, it's like the, the bees are voting and choosing which is the better location before they actually go. No, really? So that, that, that those videos are really amazing to watch. They are incredible creatures, aren't they? I mean, there's, I, there's probably a lot we still don't understand. Oh, absolutely! I'm sure there's that there's a whole new level that they're that they're they're working on that we don't understand. Amazing, yeah, amazing stuff, Gerald. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you joining us. No problem. Have a good day. You too. That's Daryl Sopel, who is with the Edmonton District Beekeepers Association.